what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome back to My Dad Watches The Bachelor. I'm Meredith, and I'm here with my co-host, my dad. Hello, Meredith. How's it uh, in chilly uh, Pennsylvania? It is cold here. Um, you know, I don't really go outside that much, so it's all right. You know, the perks of working from home. But uh, I have enjoyed my week off from Clayton, but I'm ready to dive back into the season. I, I found it. I, I I had to remind myself of of the who these various women are, but uh, I got back in the swing of things pretty quickly. Yeah, I really didn't remember who a lot of these people were as well. I knew like some of our front runners. I remembered Cassidy. I remembered Shanene. But you know, taking a break this early in the season is not good for our memory. I know, I know, but uh, we're back on track and ready to share our thoughts on our, I was going to say favorite show, on the show that we watched together to compare notes. So uh, did you have any highs from last night? Um, sort of, maybe. I enjoyed seeing some previous Bachelorettes. You know, we thought we got rid of her, but Caitlin is back. Becca is here. And I like that Clayton pretends like they're best friends. He's like, this is my great friend, Becca. This is my best friend, Caitlin. They don't know each other. There's no way that Caitlin got to know Clayton on Michelle's season and knows that he's just one of the most genuine and heartfelt men to ever be on this show. Also, her current fiance was on this show. So that's a little slight to her fiance when she says that. And this is one of your highs? Well, I like seeing people that aren't Clayton. Okay. Well, I, I, so I was impressed by, I don't have many highs, but I was impressed by the fact that uh, Clayton was sort of able to sniff out what an awful person that Cassidy was and to take back the rose and escort her out once he confronted her about the fact that she might have a some sort of friends with benefits relationship uh, on the side, which I don't know if that's disqualifying, but apparently, but she seemed to lie about it at first and then come clean about it. And just the fact that uh, she wasn't being very honest led Clayton to say, you need to go. And I, I, I was surprised that I didn't think Clayton had that in him um, and that uh uh, you know, the, you know, some serious makeout sessions with Cassidy might have uh, convinced him otherwise. But uh, I, th- I thought that was good for Clayton. I have some different thoughts on the whole Clayton and Cassidy situation, but I- I'll get into that later. Okay. Um, I thought it was nice to see Clayton being open on the first group date. And, like, telling the women that he wants them to talk to him about, like, the hard things. Like, specifically, he was talking about him wanting them to be open about race and, like, talking about their experiences so that he could learn and get a new perspective. And I think that was impressive, especially, like, as a white man being open to talking about that and wanting wanting to hear their opinions. Because I think it would be easy to just ignore it. Well, I, I think it's good that they're open. I mean, I I think that those are conversations that people in a serious relationship need to have. 
I didn't like the fact that they're having it in this group date setting where they can sit around in a circle and all cry and and. Oh, I I totally agree. That that's in my lows. I was just yeah. trying to find something good to say, some one nice thing to say about Clay in every episode. All right. Well, the other the other high I had was uh, well, and maybe two. I had I. Kudos for our, our Bachelor franchise for trying to find a little culture by going to the Immersive Van Gogh exhibit, which the mom and I had a chance to do uh, back uh, a few weeks ago. And, and we it was interesting and different and cool. I got the sense that uh, Clayton and his date Sarah were sort of oblivious to it. But I just thought it was good that the franchise was able to try to inject a little bit of culture. Not sure that Clayton or Sarah know who Vincent Van Gogh was, but uh, I give them credit for trying. And the other thing, at the very end, I enjoyed the outtakes with the uh, the Baywatch person, Nicole, where they were having the, the, the ladies rescue the dummy from the water and dragging it out and pulling it apart. That was sort of amusing to me. Yeah, that was all right. I... I enjoyed the the Baywatch date where they were playing football beforehand in their fancy dresses on the beach. I thought that was a terrible idea, but entertaining. I wish we had seen more of it. And I also, my last high is Shrimpgate 2022. Shrimpgate? Shrimpgate. So for those of you who aren't aware of Shrimpgate, Elizabeth makes some shrimp for lunch to share with the house. I think she made 15 shrimp or something. Shanae, her arch nemesis, which only is on Shanae's side, eats eight of them, which for those of you bad at math, that's over half. So so, so, so how many girls are in the house? Because, I mean, I, I, I like a nice shrimp dish, and it looked like she had cooked up a nice shrimp dish. I don't know if I need eight shrimp, but if there are 19 girls in the house and she's cooking 15 shrimp, I don't know. How is that math working? Well, I don't think it was for everyone, but I don't think that she expected Shanae to eat any, probably, let alone over half of them. I, I agree 100%, but I'm just saying this sort of like everybody gets two shrimp. To me, not a very satisfying meal. Not a meal. Not a very satisfying snack. I'm going to want some more shrimp. So I, I, you know, I'm appreciative whenever somebody cooks for me particularly the mom, you know, and, and, uh, you know, but, uh, I, I guess I just wasn't sure how that was supposed to work where if I'm going to cook a small dish and then say, Hey, everybody, the shrimp is ready. I think you're asking for problems, but you know, well, you know, this is that- only half of shrimp gate because then Shanae makes a big deal about how Elizabeth's really not that great. She's a really fake phony person. Anyone can make shrimp to share. So Shanae makes her own shrimp offers it up to a group of ladies in the hot tub where Elizabeth is sitting mid-conversation with someone else. And Elizabeth doesn't acknowledge the offer to eat Shanae's shrimp because she's in a conversation. So Shanae hates Elizabeth. Gosh, Elizabeth is such a bully. I'm being yeah. sarcastic. As far as Shanae is concerned, or, or that's, that's, the, uh, that's the story she is peddling, is that uh, you know Elizabeth is a bully and... and uh, Shanae is, yeah. is, is in the first position for villain at this time. Elizabeth will not eat, does not acknowledge the shrimp offer. Elizabeth 
took Clayton before Shanae had a chance, and she has ADHD. I think these are the reasons Shanae does not like her. <laughs> Shanae's got a uh, Shanae's not not all there, so Shanae's trying seems to be doing her best to come across as evil and, and seems to be succeeding. Yes, I'm sure we will talk more about Shanae. Should we get? Well, it? Do you have any other highs? No, that sort of trans transitions to my lows, where. Um, you know, Shanae to me is just a real awful person. I'm sure we'll have our chance to talk about that, but I mean, she's just, she's just really unpleasant. You know, I don't really want to be around her. So, uh, um, to me, she was, that was a low. That's fair. I did not enjoy, this is going back to the beginning of the episode. Sierra is telling the girls that she tattletailed on Cassidy to Clayton and she's telling the girls that Cassidy said she was coming on the show to get her friends with benefits jealous because he didn't want to be with her. But that's not what she said in the last episode we watched. It was just that, like, she has a friends with benefits. If it doesn't work out, she can go back to him. Like, he'd be cool with that. He's nothing about wanting to make him jealous, him not wanting her. So I didn't like that she put her little spin on it. You know, I think that Clayton is you know, conservative enough that he hears friends with benefits and he's going to be mad at that to begin with. You don't need to like twist the words about it. So I didn't like that. Okay. I, I, I'll, I'll, that's fine. I don't really, uh, I haven't done the sleuthing to figure out exactly who said what, uh, but obviously Cassidy was, uh, she, she didn't, she, as much as I hate to say it, she didn't seem to be there for the right reasons and and glad that she's gone. There are plenty of reasons why Cassidy should have been sent home, but I just don't think that the reason she was sent home was very valid. Well, I think the reason she was sent home was that she uh, wasn't honest about whatever was going on. That's not true, though. She never lied to Clayton. She she uh, said, she did she did lie to Clayton. No. She said she had no relationship. She's not had a boyfriend since 2019. Blah 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 blah. And then she came Having and said, "Well, friends with benefits is not a relationship." Okay, I'm I'm hopelessly trapped. Exactly what she was saying, and she's saying, "I have not talked to a guy that I would be interested in pursuing a relationship with for a very long time." Like. Since when do you have to be celibate for the last six to ten months to go on The Bachelor? That's ridiculous. But I, I, I guess in in dad speak, uh, having a sexual relationship is a relationship. It might not be a romantic relationship. It might not be a relationship they want. And, and you know, in I think that term, you can define anything as a relationship. She was choosing. You and I have a, a relationship. It's familial, but it's a relationship. She was choosing her words very carefully, and and I as think to not lie. <laughs> All right. Well. Well. I, I. Regardless, I'm glad that she is gone. Okay. My next low. Kate from the Oppenheim group got sent home week two. She was very attractive. Very funny, like witty, smart, obviously a catch, especially because she works for the Oppenheim Group, which is Netflix's selling sunset show. Clayton is a dummy. Okay. Well, I, I, I'm not sure which one Kate is, but uh, sorry that she's gone. Um, but, you know, they're... You know, you've got uh, 19 girls to choose from, so uh, somebody's got to go. 
Well, it didn't need to be Kate over Shanene. Okay. Okay. Big low here. I think you'll agree. The spill your guts date is Uh just a, a low for me in general. The date's very uncomfortable and seems like messed up to basically have a group of strangers share their deep inner feelings. And if they don't feel comfortable with it, like they could get sent home because they wouldn't be interested in like opening up to the lead. And there, these are probably things you would want to share with your significant other, just probably in a one-on-one situation, not in like a forced group setting. And I really think we missed out on a great opportunity of having Elizabeth and Shanene on this date. <laughs> well, that's true. And, and I agree with you 100% on this one. Uh, and, and, and I found it strange that, we, that uh, ABC needed to provide a trigger warning before these conversations. We're having, we're having conversations about race. We're having conversations, I guess, about body image and things like that. And these are serious subjects. And, and, I, and you know, we, we commend people for their willingness to discuss them. But is it really necessary to have a trigger warning uh, to, for people to, to discuss these issues now? Is this sort of a, uh, is this critical race theory thing uh, gone too far? I think I didn't even notice a trigger warning. It was, it does get hard for me to pay attention for the whole episode sometimes, but I feel like the trigger warning, I would guess would probably be more for like the body image stuff and maybe like eating disorders. I know they talked about not that one of the girls had anorexia, but that she was so skinny, people would make fun of her for being anorexic, maybe something more along those lines. Yeah, and I'm I'm in no way saying that those are I mean, those are very serious issues. I guess I'm just uh, wondering: if, Are we at a point in time where any time a serious issue is discussed, we have to put a trigger warning out there? It just seems a little nutty. It's possible that you know the Bachelor franchise messed up Matt James's season of The Bachelor so po- badly that they're just going to put trigger warnings on anything to cover their butts. Yeah, perhaps uh, maybe maybe the legal department's in charge of that. Um, I'm also not sure what qualifies Caitlin to be the leader of this state. I I'm she's on my low list. Um, I wasn't a big fan of Caitlin last year, but you know we we come into this group date. It's dark, very mysterious, very serious, and Caitlin is here playing amateur psychologist and asking these very difficult questions. Um, uh, you know, why is she here? Is she just on the bachelor gravy train? I assume. I don't know, but I, I don't think she's got any qualification. I don't, I don't know what her background is, but she doesn't strike me as having the qualifications to be, uh, you know, running the group therapy session here. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation to learn more visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. So, uh, Would you have preferred Tasha? I always prefer Tasha, but I don't think Tasha's probably qualified to do this sort of work either. So, yeah, probably not. I, and, and I agree with you, as I said earlier, this is not a group date type thing. This is, you know, you, these are conversations that you should have on a one-on-one type situation with, you know, with all sorts of cameras filming them. So anyway. Do you have any other lows? 
I guess uh, my other, you know, number one uh, or another low, you know, Clayton continues to push the fashion boundary with his hoodie jacket thing, which makes me uncomfortable. But then I was thinking, he's such a huge person, you know, he's sort of Hagrid, you know, you know, he might not have a lot of clothes that actually fit him. So maybe that plays into it. And as you said, you know, Clayton pretending to be friends with all the, you know, with Caitlin, with this other person, Becca, who I guess was a bachelorette at some point in time. I, and now we're going to, and, and my good friend Becca has an idea for a date. We're going to do a scavenger hunt in our underwear. Give me a break. Don't, that's not good. Yeah, I put that as a low. I'm not really sure why the scavenger hunt had to be done in underwear. Um, I'm also, oh. I don't, I think The Bachelor can retire the scavenger hunt date. It's been done too many times. Well, and just for our listeners that only hear us and don't actually watch the show, you know, the, the, this one-on-one date was we, we get to meet Becca, the former bachelorette, who's planned our date. And our date is we're going to do a scavenger hunt, but you have to do it in your underwear. So they go and take their clothes off except for their underwear and are running around somewhere in California. In downtown L.A. Downtown L.A. Which maybe for downtown LA, this is not that unusual a look, but uh, for most people, pretty darn awkward. <laughs> Do you have any other lows? I think that's enough. All right, let's get into the right reason. We're already talking about Sarah. I have two right reasons. Sarah is one of them. I was impressed by her considering she's only 23. She seems to be a mature 23. I couldn't really tell that there was an age difference going on between her and Clayton. She seemed to, like, have a fun time on the date, like, wasn't too upset about the underwear business, like, saw a little goofy side, and it was interesting to see her open up about being adopted and how it impacted her growing up. She just seems like a good person, like I, someone I could be friends with, which is how I like to judge these women. She was a very good sport about the dopey uh, date, and uh, and and I, I found her very likable as well. Uh, I put for the right reason, and maybe this is your other one, Gabby, in that uh, I just enjoyed her, and maybe maybe Clayton said this quirkiness. In, in she's weird. She's, but I enjoyed that, <laughs> and and uh, you know she's she almost seems a little bit aloof and sort of she's not going to get pulled into the drama. I hope she doesn't get pulled into the drama. I don't know. Drama. It looks like she could be Shanene's next target. Well, uh, I, I I enjoyed Gabby. I, I thought she had a clever move to help uh, Clayton with his son sunburn to get the, the shirt off and rub some lotion on him, you know, which, you know, I'm not a big fan of that. But I thought it was clever on her part. And, and she, just, she just seemed – I found her to be pleasant and amusing. She seems definitely more, like, normal, like, relatable than the other girls. Also, just looks-wise, she looks like more of a normal person than some of the other women. But I – this might be out – this might be a hot take. But you know how in the live-action Scooby-Doo movies when Velma gets hot? (laughs) Okay. Gabby gives me, like, hot Velma vibes. Okay. Hot Velma. Do you even know what movies I'm talking about? I know it. I'm a big Scooby-Doo fan. I grew up with the original. Velma wears the orange leather jumpsuit. 
that's like the vibes. Like that's that's the look that Gabby gives me. Not like orange leather, leather jumpsuit, but like hot Velma. Okay. Well, I, I I'm I'm not sure I'm seeing that, but uh, <laughs> you know, Gabby is the person that you chose to win the whole thing. Is she? Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So I I don't think she's going to win the whole thing, but uh, but I'm I. I look forward to seeing how, how things go with her. Yeah. I hope that no one I like wins the whole thing. Not a big Clayton girl over here, if you haven't uh, noticed. My second right reason is once again going to Elizabeth because she is still handling the Shanae crap like a grown-ass woman. Good call. Good call. I mean, she's she's doing her best. And uh, Shanae is a nutcase who has got her crosshairs uh, firmly planted on Elizabeth. She seems to think that Elizabeth is the cause of all problems, probably from whatever issues she's having on The Bachelor to climate change to <laughs> Russia invading Ukraine. I don't know. I can't tell if Shanae is serious about her allegations or she knows what she's doing and is like purposely just making crap up. Well, so let's let's go to the wrong reason, which I'm happy to to, to nominate Shanae. Shanae. Shanono. Shanono. You know, and I'm just scratching my head thinking, does she actually know how this whole thing works? You know, when they when they have the camera, does she know that she's being recorded and that she's like being interviewed saying, uh, I'm good. He believed me, you know, and and, uh, and and just saying incredibly awful things that that you know, she knows are going to get broadcast. Really have no it. truth behind them at all. Yeah, yeah, and 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 she's very seems very proud of it. You know, she's she really makes it obvious she's playing a game. It's a competition, and uh, you know if if for whatever reason Clayton never ended up with her and then watched the show, he'd be. Yeah, you know, his head would explode. Yeah, I don't think he's that into her, but he's also not that into Elizabeth, so he doesn't really know who to keep between the two of them. But we we do see that um, in the previews for next week, both of them make it through the rose ceremony because we get to see them in a football one on one date tackling each other. Yeah, they, they, the several of the girls seem to be indicating that uh, they're going to have it out for Shanae and uh, yeah, they're, they're going to rough her up during the game. So, so I was very surprised at the group date, like cocktail party, when Lindsay comes in after talking to Clayton and is crying, asking if the girls think she's a bully because Shanae told Clayton that she was a bully. And we're like, who the heck are you? Where, where is this coming from? Yeah, yeah, I, I, it's it's hard to keep up with that. So, do, do you have another wrong reason, or are you on the Shanae train? I mean, I agree with Shanae, of course, but my wrong reason is Clayton because I just can't. I I don't like him, and I I'm gonna go back to this Cassidy situation. So, the whole time I was watching Clayton send Cassidy home, like I knew she was getting sent home. Cassidy, like two weeks ago spoiled her ending on her like Instagram story and posted that she was getting sent home because she had a friends with benefits. She said something along the lines of like, fuck you, Clayton, you suck. She, <laughs> I'm paraphrasing there. She did use the F bomb though towards Clayton. So, so I knew that this was coming. Also really side happy. note, ABC could sue her 
for a breach of contract, which is, you know, neither here nor there, just a fun fact. So this whole time I'm watching this, I thought that Clayton was sending her home because of the friends with benefits thing. But then he throws this curveball and he's like, it's just because of like the trust between us has been broken, which you and I already talked about that we disagree here. I don't think that Cassidy ever really lied to him, but Clayton does. You do. And I just like think Clayton's so dumb that he couldn't come up with a better reason to send Cassidy home. Like there there's so many red flags with this girl. And I feel like even though most of the red flags are happening with the other women, like if he had an ounce of social awareness, he would have been able to suss that out on his own. Okay. Well, I, 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 um, I'm not a great fan of, of Clayton, but I do give him credit for, for offing Cassidy for whatever the reason. So I can uh, give him credit for offing her. It's just like, do it. Like he, there's just so many reasons he could have done it and he picked a bad reason. Well, I, I think the trust, you know, you, 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 trust can be broken in different ways. One is by giving an outright lie, and other which she did no, not do. And another might just be the fact that if you're coming on the show to meet me, really, should you have a friends with benefit relationship right up till the point where you come on this show? Maybe that just makes him feel like that's that's not uh, something that that he it's feels very hypocritical coming from a guy who is dating 30 women and who we know from previews is going to sleep with most of them by the end of the show. Fair. Okay. Okay. I mean, I don't know if the guy's dating 30 women, you know, if he's, if he was been able to date 30 women, I'm not sure why he's the bachelor, but anyway, um, uh, that's, I think that's, that's, that's fine. I don't, you know, I, I'm not a big, I'm not a big Clayton fan. He does seem like sort of a big lug and I don't know why. It, I, I find it interesting, you know, in the times that you and I have watched this show and you've watched it more than I, um, it, it seems unusual when, when people leave the show and just seem to be so, uh, say such bad things about the, the lead. And, and so far we, in three, in three weeks, we've had two people. There was that first person the spray tan lady that left Claire. and who was saying, uh, I'm not that into him. He's not my kind of guy. I hate him. I hate whatever, <laughs> you, you know, and then, and then you're telling me that uh, Cassidy on her Instagram is toasting him as well. And I guess I'm just, I'm not used to people having such strong reactions or, or at least being so vocal about it so quickly. I would just bet so much money that whoever Clayton picks, like, they don't stand a chance. I don't even give them six months together. All right. Well, is uh, Michelle still with the, the, the fellow she uh, Yeah, Michelle with? and Nate are still together. All right. Good to hear. All, All right. right. My MVP, this could be a little controversial, but I'm giving it to Shanene simply for her delusion and lies being the sole source of entertainment last night. Well, I mean, I, she, she certainly had the most impact on the episode, if that's uh, the way you want to look at it. So. I, mean, I don't know what else we would have watched last night if Shanene wasn't going crazy about Elizabeth. You know, what, what, what fun would that have been? I know, but she's just not very fun. I mean, she just seems like an awful person. Um, but it's funny. I guess, I guess I, I'll, I, 
it's, it's, it's Meredith's MVP. So, uh, you know, you get to make that call. Thank you. Would you like to give us some fatherly advice to wrap us up? Uh, a few, a few things that I picked up on number one, and we've, we've, we've beat this horse, but just being dishonest is a deal breaker. We're not going to get back into whether someone was dishonest, but let's be honest with uh, the people that we have relationships with, you know, the, you know, lying and that that's, that is going to be a deal breaker. Um, some, some thoughts here. Generally, people don't like complainers. It sort of bugs me. You know, Sinead wants to be a pain in the ass when she's with the other ladies. That's fine. But when she gets her alone time with Clayton, you know, it's not like about us. It's like, oh, all these people are being mean to me. Wah, wah, wah. In life, uh, you know, people generally want to hang out with people that are more glass half full type people and just don't really want to hang out with glass half empty people. So, Let's try to focus on our optimistic sides and positive attitudes, you know, and not not just sit around and whine. Uh, you know, if you're in a situation, whether it be a relationship or a job or whatever that's making you unhappy, do something about it. You either either accept it and quit whining or or change your situation. And finally, I will say, wear underwear on your dates, you know, because you never know when you're going to run into a, a, a scavenger hunt that you have to do in your underwear or, or something. So you really don't want to go commando. And what if you're in a car accident? My grandmother always told me you want to wear clean underwear just in case you're ever in a car accident. So wear underwear. What? Wear underwear on your dates. What does the car accident have to do with anything? Well, if they pry you out of a car, you want to be in clean underwear. So, you know, Why? take you to the hospital. Well, who's wearing dirty underwear? Well, I hope nobody, but wear underwear and wear clean underwear. This is good dad advice. Accept it. Don't question it. Okay. Okay. Great. That's all I got. Okay. That made no sense. But if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure to comment, rate, subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. We'd like to thank The Mesh for hosting our podcast. Go check out all the other great podcasts that they have on their network. That's all we've got for today. So join us next time to hear more about Clayton season from the right perspective and my dad's. You've been listening to The Mesh an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.